Welcome to the Wisdom School, a podcast by the Perennial Leader Project. Here you'll find selected readings from ancient texts, clips from the In Search of Wisdom podcast, and meditations on the art of living. To learn more and subscribe to our daily newsletter, visit perennial.substack.com. And I'm excited to explore a few of these topics on a deeper level. And one is, is maybe broadly speaking, just observing the mind. Um, there's this thing of thinking about thinking. So what, what, do, what do the monks mean when they talk about thinking about thinking? Um, it, it kind of roughly corresponds to um, both just reflecting on your um, thinking as it goes and sort of your executive functioning, like the decisions you make about what to pay attention to and deal with. So on a most basic level, thinking about thinking could be as a thought arises, um, you watch it come up, you track it, you just see that it occurred to you. Um, it, It could be more involved, like you make judgments about those thoughts and decide you're going to ignore some and really dig into others. Um, it could be, um, moving from there to, um, you know, taking stock of what you've done over the whole day, um, deciding you're going to intervene as your thoughts come up and, um, you know, sort of change your, um, mental framework about them. Like for example, if you're praying and you're doing kind of a bad job concentrating on God, you might say, well, what if I imagine myself sitting in a courtroom in front of a judge instead? Or what if I was in the um, presence of the imperial entourage? Um, I obviously would want to pay attention in those situations. I wouldn't be distracted, you know, in a trial when I was on trial. Um, what if I made that kind of cognitive adjustment? Would that help me think better? Um there's also sort of motivational strategies they used. Like um, I could, I could think, um, you know, I'm going to reorient my thinking more effectively because I'm going to contemplate at the same time that my life is finite (laughs) and either just Mm -hmm. the sheer fact of your mortality makes you prioritize certain things over others or, you know, fear of punishment, um, optimism about reward, um, those can be motivating factors too, um, or even better, just sort of developing and nurturing a sheer love of what it is that you want to be concentrating on and the monk's case on God. Um, so a lot of, yeah, a lot of playing and um, taking stock of your emotional state, of your motivations, of your priorities, and also just the, you know, in and out activity of your thoughts. All of that stuff was really important to them. It's, it's, it's fascinating. There's a story in the book of one monk that has these two baskets and he's essentially track tracking the maybe, uh, helpful and, and unhelpful thoughts that he's having, but it is, um, interesting. I'm speaking for myself of, of sometimes how unaware I am of, you know, are the majority of my thoughts about the past? Are they about the future? Are they, you know, this or or that? Um, but that does seem helpful in some sort of way to observe. Maybe we don't need the two baskets to to put rocks in, but it doesn't seem like a bad exercise to do occasionally. 
Yeah, a friend of mine recently was saying that she, um, just the reminder to sort of pay attention to what she was thinking about throughout the day really helped sometimes reroute not only what she was thinking about, but what she was doing. Um, it's in some ways just a really, it's a, it's non-invasive. It doesn't require a lot of labor. It's just a quick check-in. And that's, that's yeah. partly what monks tried to do um, even with kids, little monks fairly early on is just to help them um, be aware, to watch themselves as they thought to use that sort of split thinking operation. And, and over time, yeah, you just, it becomes um, habitual and really useful. And you used the word uh, tenacious earlier in the conversation, and this this following passage really really had me crack cracking up a bit around discernment and a bit of the just tenacity about this this focus of of the mind. You write um, discernment had to happen quickly to keep a thought from evolving into a pernicious psychological problem. Even a small little demonic thought needed to be smashed to bits as soon as the monk detected it. I love this in in a way of this. Basically, it it connects with, I think, what the Buddha was talking about in some of these ways of of replacing a, a unhelpful negative thought with a more wholesome thought or, you know, the Stoics of, of also just being on guard, if if you will, to be mindful about it. How are you thinking about this when you think of putting in that into practice in daily life of smashing a thoughts to bits, if you will, and, <laughs> um, you know, just being on, on guard for the, you know, really, really negative, nasty thoughts that might arise? Well, one way that um, monks strategized about this was to think of thoughts to depersonalize them we're going to say, you know, if something occurs to you, you don't have to, you don't have to own it, actually. Um, I mean, for them, it was in a real metaphysical sense, like some thoughts are being sent to them from demons and some from God and some just came from within the self. But if you could not immediately identify with the thoughts that occurred to you, then, you know, that already meant that they could be neutralized, that, you know, you didn't have to sort of let them sink in and say, well, this is who I am. Instead, you would say, well, the thought is acting on me. and I'm just going to let it go. Thank you for listening to this clip from the In Search of Wisdom podcast. I hope you found something useful for daily life. Listen to new episodes of In Search of Wisdom every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. For those interested in more tools for the art of living, consider subscribing to Perennial Meditations on Substack. Until next time, be wise and be well.